Welcome back to the Ace and Swish podcast, where we discuss all things sports and debate. I'm Ace. And I'm Swish. And today, we have another enthralling episode for you. Today, we're going to continue our series discussing the greatest players at each position in each sport by discussing baseball. We have 11 positions to cover, between infielders, outfielders, pitchers, and levers, and designated hitters. Let's start with the important distinction of starting pitcher, a title up for grabs among many guys, from Walter Johnson to Greg Maddox. I'm going to go with an unpopular pick in Satchel Page, who dominated the Negro Leagues for decades. Page could adjust to being a great pitcher with or without the fastball, and had unparalleled longevity, even by standards of Walter Johnson, who played 20 years. To show this, Page threw three shutout innings for the Athletics at the age of 59, and at 42, when he signed out of the Negro Leagues into newly integrated Major League Baseball in 1948, he was still an above-average pitcher for numerous seasons. The following story likely proves Page's dominance more than anything. One day, the Yankees wanted to know whether Joe DiMaggio, one of the best baseball players ever, could hit. They sent a scout to watch a game where he played against Page. After the game, the Yankee scout told New York to sign him for DiMaggio had went one for four against Page. Just an excellent pitcher and very underrated in the conversation for best of all time. I'm going with Greg Maddox who could place his pitches wherever he wanted and was one of the smartest pitchers ever. He wasn't a power pitcher, but he beat you with placement. Well, if we're talking modern pitchers, I think prime Pedro Martinez would beat Maddox because he had elite placement with his pitches, along with being an elite power pitcher. I still stick with my old-time pick of Sasha Page, though. Fair enough, Swish. Let's move on to catcher. Who's your pick for this position, Swish? I know most would say Johnny Bench, but based on what we know about him through oral history, it should be Josh Gibson. Gibson in the Negro Leagues had freakish numbers and was an elite defensive catcher and an elite power hitter. He unfortunately died before baseball integration, so we never know how his game would translate to the majors. If we're talking about post-integration, though, it's likely Bench had elite power and was an elite all-around catcher. Swish, I'm going with Yogi Berra, a winning manager, but also one of the best catchers of all time. He's the most accomplished catcher ever, winning 10 World Series rings, won three MVP awards, and had 15 All-Star appearances. Tough debating with that. It's close between Bench and Berra, but I think Bench was more talented than Berra, despite not having the amount of World Series wins. Agree to disagree, Squish. Let's move on to first base. I think this is obvious ace, and it's Lou Gehrig. Babe Ruth's sidekick, who just happened to be one of the best first basemen ever. Gehrig was Iron Man, playing over 2,000 games in a span of 14 seasons, and was one of the best hitters ever. He was third in slugging, fifth in on-base percentage, and sixth in RBIs. Plus, he has three of the six best RBI seasons of all time. His character and integrity was great, and he might have continued dominating had he not been diagnosed with ALS during the 1939 season, which forced him to retire early from the game. Nah, man, it's Albert Pujols. 
whose longevity was unmatched. Pujols had an unparalleled peak as a first baseman, putting up incredible numbers with the St. Louis Cardinals, being a great defensive first baseman, and was overall just an elite power hitter. There's a reason he retired with 700 home runs to his name. From a longevity perspective, Pujols' numbers after that Cardinals run weren't great, which does limit his legacy. I can't deny his place among the best first baseman of all time in his prime, but had Gehrig not have had to retire from baseball, he likely still would have been able to produce well into his 30s, unlike Pujols, and continue dominating the game with great hitting and solid defensive production. Disagree, Swish, but let's move on to second baseman. This is a really good debate between Joe Morgan and Rogers Hornsby. I'm going with Morgan because he was the ultimate team player, a great defensive man, a good hitter as well. He was a great all-around player and impossible to pick off on base. It's difficult between him and Hornsby. Hornsby, on one hand, was the ultimate power hitter who once had 40 home runs and a .400 hitting season in the same year. Morgan, though, played in a much harder era to hit and was a better all-around player. It's really close. But I'm likely going with Morgan because he was much easier to play with from a teammate perspective and had every skill a second baseman should have. Agree. Let's move to shortstop. It's not widely debated as for who is the best at this position in baseball. Yep, it's Holmes Wagner, who had all the athletic traits needed to be an excellent baseball player. He was big, strong, and fast and could play almost any position on the diamond. While playing at shortstop, he was one of the best hitting players in the dead ball era when he ate batting titles. He also had elite longevity, being one of the best hitters in baseball well into his 30s. He didn't hit for a ton of home runs because of being in the dead ball era, but if he was in modern baseball, he definitely would have hit with power. He was good defensively and had elite speed as well running the bases. Jared Jeter's likely my favorite, but yeah. I have to agree, widely considered pick is the Flying Dutchman. Let's move on to our final infield position pick at third baseman. The former Philadelphia Philly, Mike Schmidt, was the best third baseman of all time. After a slow start to his career in terms of hitting, he led the National League eight times in home runs, four times in RBI, and five times in OPS. His defense was also weak, winning 10 Gold Glove Awards during his career, making him an all-around third baseman and widely considered the best at his position. Let's move to a more controversial position, which is left fielder. You could argue for a multitude of guys. If you consider Stan Musial a left fielder, you can argue he's the greatest. You can consider Barry Bonds. You can also consider Ted Williams possibly the greatest hitter that ever lived. What's your opinion on this wish? I've got to go with Barry Bonds here. If you're not taking the steroids into account too much, then he's easily the most complete left fielder of all time. He was the most feared hitter of his generation and retired as a home run king. He was also an underrated base runner and a great left defensive fielder. However, if you are taking the steroids into account, then I'll pick Ted Williams. Ted Williams had one dream, to be the best hitter alive. And he was. He was underrated in terms of defense as well, as he was able to clean up his mistakes early in his career with intelligence as his career advanced. Plus, 
You also have to consider women were stripped of three years of baseball because of World War II service. Man, it's Ted Williams. We don't even know how good Bonds would have been without the PEDs. However, we know just how good Williams was, and he was arguably better than Bonds using PEDs. Fair enough. Let's move on to center fielder. Who's the best at this position? William Mays takes the crown here. He had a rare combination of power and speed that had rarely been seen in players before him, was a tremendous fielder in addition to being a very good base runner and hitter. He posted 660 home runs, and all stats indicate he was the most complete center fielder of all time. Ty Cobb may have had elite offense production, but he lacked the defensive production Mays had in his career. Also, one thing that Mays also boasts is one of the greatest moments in baseball history, the catch made in the 19. 19- 54 World Series, an over-the-shoulder grab in Game 1. Yep, it's Mays, and there's no debate. Let's move on to right fielder. There have been plenty of greats at that position, but the pick is obvious. Babe Ruth, best baseball player of all time, arguably. Famed for his hidden prowess, he's the most impactful player. I have to agree with you and go Ruth, but I don't think the debate is as wide as many claim it is. The fact is Ruth didn't play an integrated league with elite competition, so we don't know how his hitting prowess would have translated playing against better pitchers. Nonetheless, I can't deny his dominance at all. Alright then, the two other known positions, reliever and designated hitter, Mariano Rivera and Edgar Martinez, respectively, are each widely considered the best at their position, so we won't go too in-depth on them. Anyway, let's wrap up this podcast. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed. Make sure to drop a follow on this podcast, or else. Peace.